0: Hey, Sean. Hi, David. Remember how not too long ago I had some issues with a sump pump in my house? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Many,
1: many moons ago. <laughs> I believe that was a fortnight ago. <laughs> it
0: was. Um, so I got that all sorted out, and we just came off the long weekend. And you'd think that I would, you know, enjoy a long weekend of relaxing and, and doing stuff. No. So I just spent the last three days or, or last weekend, the three day weekend, um redoing my deck, like re- your what my, my deck, my my ah. big deck uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I bought a gazebo, and I wanted to put this thing up. OK, is this the same gazebo you were trying to buy last
1: year and then it just never happened? Uh,
0: I kind of, I guess, like, but it did happen like I have it. It's in my back backyard right now. So I went to set the frame up, but I miscalculated the space that our back door requires to open up. So it would have been only able to open up like six inches Because what, so like (laughs) the post of the gazebo, like the top, like horizontal bar between the two posts, right? Like what if in the door? So I was like, okay, whatever. We can move it down to the other side of the deck because the deck is pretty long, Uh, but the deck drops about three inches. So my weekend of just, you know, trying to relax under my gazebo, enjoy my backyard, all that stuff turned into me totally ripping up half of my deck just so that I can just you know, raise it up three inches just so I could have some some fun. Man, don't buy a house. <laughs> like as a, nah, I'm gonna perpetually live in an apartment forever. like get something where you don't have to have to make changes, you know, like or just buy the buy lottery tickets and win a lot of money so someone else does so it for you.
1: <laughs> win the lottery and get somebody else to do it for me. Yeah. Got it.
0: You know what you don't have to get someone else to do for you though? What's that? Listen to this episode of the Scene On Screen podcast.
2: Whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered.
1: Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your host, Sean and David. On a beautiful follow-up to a long weekend, David is ripping up a deck. And I'm recovering from a sunburn.
0: Oh, I got a sunburn. Uh, we had too. Yeah, two very
1: different, <laughs> two very different weekends. Do you know? Do you know how much work I did this weekend? None.
0: I played disc golf all weekend. Well, it was great. La di da. I dug up my lawn. I I dug up probably about two hundred dandelions. Man, I just want my neighbors just- to care about their lawns just a little bit. You know, like growing up, you know, your dad and your mom would would have a garden. Right. And your dad would always be like taking care of the lawn and like they want like their lawn. I guess when we were younger, like having a good lawn was like a sign or a symbol of like this house is doing all right. You know, like you don't want to look like a crack house or something like that, like with (laughs) like three feet of grass. Right. You don't you don't want to invite theft. No, no. Is what you're saying. (laughs) I guess. Um so, you know, growing up, you're just like, why would my parents, like, why does my dad care so much about uh, cutting the lawn and all that stuff uh, and and making sure that the grass is weed free and all that? Now that I have a house and I have a lawn of my own, I, I, I totally get it. Like I, <laughs> I was, uh, I was digging out all these dandelions and, uh, as I'm doing this, like this monotonous task, I just thought to myself, I had an epiphany. I said, "Holy shit, I'm turning into my father." <laughs>
1: <laughs> David, you are your father. Yeah. So, Hon- honestly, like this is gonna sound weird, and I, I was actually talking about this with uh, one of the guys that I disc golf with on a regular basis, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you live, you live in an apartment. You don't, you don't understand fully." I was like, "I miss the smell of cut grass in the worst way." Like I mm. would do anything to cut a lawn. Like it's just it's it's relaxing. You need to put on big headphones. You just get to go do your thing. I mean, David's probably listening to Angels and Airwaves while he's pushing. Actually there's he, he's <laughs> lawnmower so slowly.
0: It's a ninety nine there's a ninety like maybe like a ninety-five percent chance it's uh, Angels and Airwaves. Just like the they're slow as jams too. Yeah, you know what the funny thing is, is like so my lawnmower, I have a battery powered lawnmower. Um. So, oh, very, very environmental of you. Yeah, it was. It. But then you don't get that authentic.
1: I just cut the grass smell.
0: Yes, you do. You're thinking of no, you you're do. thinking of the the combustion smell of a gas lawnmower. <laughs> that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, I am. that's different than the the fresh cut grass smell.
1: No, because it's a combination of both. Like gas only smells good in two places, like the combustion off your lawnmower. Okay, maybe three. I also don't mind the smell of a snowblower, but it doesn't give you that grass smell. And then that that nice smell of the gas off a of sea Oh, baby.
0: Sign me up. So so if what you're saying is like the the common <laughs> the combination of uh of combustion, like lawnmower combustion and grass creates a unique smell that is that you that you enjoy.
1: Yeah, it's like it's kind of like ever... the,
0: it's kind of like this, the safe version of mixing like bleach and ammonia because <laughs> you don't get mustard gas that way or you do get mustard gas from that. But so but OK, regardless, the electric lawnmower, you still get the fresh cut grass smell with none of the gas with, <laughs> with none of the lightheadedness.
1: <laughs> what do you? talking about but it is uh... there, there's nothing better on a hot day you just cut the grass and you smell you smell of the grass and you smell of the gasoline and it's just embedded into your sweat oh my god And then you take a cold that drink of a cold beer and you're sitting there out on the porch and you're just enjoying it all
0: oh you know, you know what I'm sure some of our, our listeners just imagine that all in slow mo like a commercial, like this guy you know dad bod guy obviously you know spilling spilling some gasoline on his arms as he's filling up the gas tank, pulling on you have to be pretty bad at that <laughs> pulling doing that pulling way. on the uh, the cord to start the gas or the lawnmower like you know five or six times before it goes and then and then it like slowly chugs. And then instead of just like drinking the beer, he's just like pouring it slowly all over his face, kind of like water. You know, I can't do that with electric lawnmower. I I, I pop yeah. the battery in and then I can pop the battery out. and.
2: What brand it. is
0: your
1: electric uh, lawnmower? It's a uh,
0: Greenworks. Ooh, yeah. fancy. I actually got a sweet deal on it uh, last winter. No, I got it in the spring.
1: I actually remember how you hmm. got that. <laughs> reddit hacker or uh, red flag deals hacker
0: yeah it was uh great i found uh, they had a they had a coupon or they had a promo going on for like i don't know i think it was right around this time it was a like, like uh, victoria day and they had like 25 percent off and then i found a coupon code online as well which was the same promo code but they didn't deactivate the coupon code because it was supposed to be like auto activated. So then I ended up getting it like an additional like 25%. I saved so much money on that, but it's great, man. The electric lawnmower. Okay. You still get that fresh cut grass minus the uh, the not not what is it, toxic fumes uh, of the, the gas lawnmower, but the lawnmower is so quiet that I can. You don't even need noise canceling headphones. No, like, and I could cut my lawn. At, you know, like, there's always that one guy that decides Who cuts to cut
1: it at 9 30
0: at night. Yeah, yeah. Or like at 6 a.m. in the morning because he's just, he's been up since four, just like gearing to go, ready to go for the sun to come up just enough so that he can <laughs> cut the lawn. Yeah. I could cut my lawn at nine o'clock at night and it's not loud at all. Like, it's not
1: funny because bylaws are like 7 a.m. till like 9 p.m.
0: Yeah, I think I think here the bylaw because I was looking at it because um, I like to work like as late as I possibly can outside. Like if I'm building something like so like I'm working on my deck, I want to build. uh, Well, I need to build a new fence around it or like a railing. And uh, it the sun goes down at around nine o'clock. But it doesn't get dark until like almost 10. And come July, it's not dark until like 11 o'clock here.
1: Right, because you're, you're pretty up north. There's one day a year where it's like 1130 almost midnight before it gets dark, right? Yeah, I
0: think the, the longest day is, yeah, it's about 1130 before it's like really dark. Like it's dark enough what, that you... What
1: day is that? I'd like to visit just <laughs> so I could... If it if it works into my summer, I'd love to pull that off.
0: Just come for that so one That'd be so cool. because yeah. uh, I and the funny thing is is I, I probably mentioned this before. I didn't realize it because like how how long our days are here. Because when was it? It was last summer. Um, I had seen that the the city was putting doing fireworks. For Canada, Day, like most most places do,
1: yeah, and they didn't start till like eleven o'clock.
0: Yeah, and I was like, "What the hell? Like eleven o'clock? That's so late." Because I'm used to, you know, down southwestern Ontario, you know, fireworks being on at like 10 o'clock, right? Uh no. So then it wasn't until then that I realized, holy, holy shit! Like I'm getting a fire ready, right, in my backyard, and it's ten thirty, <laughs> like crazy. So, yeah, yeah, like right now, you know, sun's still up and obviously nobody knows what time we're recording, but <laughs> but you do uh, sun is still up and it will probably be another two hours before before it's dark. So the thing is, like I so, can I can be working outside till like pitch black, but I'll probably just annoy my neighbors with my uh um torque torque wrench or whatever it is, the hammer drill
1: for for what it's worth for all of you. Doesn't matter what day we're recording, but it is nine eight uh nine eighteen Eastern time here and it is the sun is now gone. It's the sky is like gray, not black. Like it has that like there's a little light left, but not a lot. Yeah. And I can see through David's window and it's still bright.
0: Man, like this is like this is
1: well, it's 818 for you, right? Your central time. Yeah,
0: but the sun doesn't set for another like 40 minutes or something like that. But it still feels like it's. Uh, you know, like um, early or late morning.
1: <laughs> OK, last question about lawn care before we uh we move on to, like, I don't know, catching up. Because this is the Scene on topics. Green
0: podcast now where we talk the about... The Scene
1: on Green podcast.
0: <laughs> talk about lawn <laughs> and home maintenance, yeah.
1: So, question for you and our listeners, okay? And uh, uh, I will, I think I will clip this so we can actually get uh, <laughs> it all, some answers here. So, the question for you and our listeners is, out of all the lawn equipment or all your favorite outdoor smells, what would be your favorite like piece of equipment or smell so like we just <laughs> talked about how the lawnmower um the lawnmower has that that gas and um grass smell but is there a piece of equipment that you like using or is there something that's just like you love the smell like it could be campfire it could be anything what is your favorite outdoor smell when it comes to yard work or just
0: when did a, outside when did a general? campfire though become a piece of outdoor equipment well, you know what I mean, right? Like, it could just be, like, something so, synonymous. So, it's just, like, so, just what is what is an outdoor smell that
1: that is <laughs> that isn't nature? There.
0: An outdoor smell that isn't nature that you you like. I got nothing. I don't know. You can say campfire. That's fine. I mean, like, that's kind of a given, like, but at the same time, it's not something that you're like, yeah. I could really go for some of that campfire right now, because really when you think about it, like if your clothes, your clothes just stink and all that stuff. And if it's super late, you're like, well, now my bed's going to smell like smoke because I'm, I don't want to take a shower or anything like that. I've noticed that it gets into my beard the other day. I, uh, so the long weekend we had a campfire and all that stuff and I didn't smell a lot of like smoke. It wasn't a super windy day. And so the smoke was bellowing upwards, um, but there was like some gusts, you know? So I, I took a shower and all that stuff and I noticed like, I was like, yeah, my beard smells like smoke. So I had to shampoo my beard again.
1: <laughs> yeah. When, like, if I go camping, I like as much as I like having the rugged beard, I almost always have to shave it off. It's uh it's a kind of love hate relationship with it. And it doesn't matter what answers you all give me because it's a chainsaw. There's nothing better than the smell of, the smell of like that two-stroke chainsaw cutting into some wood. Well, if it's oh. – oh,
0: but see, there you go. It has to be combined with something else because that two-stroke is just the smell of gasoline and oil because you can get a two-stroke – you can get the same smell from like a gas-powered weed whacker or something like that.
1: Yeah, but it's that the, – the chainsaw going through the wood. Oh, my God, what a smell.
0: I guess. Now, h- here's a question, What, what a world we live in. <laughs> here's another question for all of our listeners. Is it called a weed whacker whipper, or a whippersnipper?
1: Yeah, you asked this two weeks ago, and everybody ignored you. I
0: know. Well, I'm going a- to keep asking this for the next 50 episodes until someone says something about it. All Anyways, right. what, <laughs> have, what,
1: have, what have you watched? What have you played? What have you done?
0: Uh, you know what? I finally, finally, after all these years, bought uh, Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma Dark not It's a 2017 action RPG. Uh, and I got it for like five bucks. That was my threshold of buying the game. Five dollars. Um, and it runs nice. perfectly on Steam Deck. So I've been playing that on my Steam Deck. Um, watching, we uh, started watching, because we're in a lull of new shows, right? Like Ahsoka doesn't come out until... June right
1: and it might be delayed now
0: um, and what else the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia comes out June 7th um, there's no new Marvel shows uh, there's not not a whole lot so we started watching Designated Survivor a 2016 drama thriller starring Kiefer Sutherland
1: oh that's the one where he's the president yeah
0: he's
1: yeah I've seen the first two seasons of that
0: okay how is it
1: spoil uh not bad but spoiler alert and i i don't want to i don't want to ruin it for you but like the statue of limitations on spoiling is well beyond what can be reached the show gets canceled before they finish it
0: oh yeah i know it was like canceled because it went to net it became a netflix series right or was it always enough something like that uh and then they canceled it classic Netflix.
1: do you remember my old basement apartment in richmond hill
0: i sure do Many, the White House. That's the apartment where I got you uh, voice band on Xbox Live for a bit. Yep yeah. that that did happen. I was Singing the Canadian national anthem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So that um, like near that apartment was where they shot Designated Survivor. So they had the pro like the, oh, yeah. the set of the White House and stuff. So
0: there you cool. go. Fun fact. My issue with uh, that whole thing, though, is is Kiefer Sutherland. Like he's not a bad actor, but um, he—he's not presidential. He whispers. He's a whisperer. Oh, yeah, every single thing he says is just a whisper, and it does—it's so stupid. It's annoying.
1: Well, I can tell you, uh, all I've done is watch trash TV. So we watched an entire season of Selling Sunset in one day after we got back from uh, our little mini vacation. Um, I will tell you if you travel to a province or a country that does not speak your language as a first language and all their channels are um, in French. Take a Chromecast with you. Honestly, the smartest thing I did, we went to Club Med in Charlevoix, Quebec. And I will tell you, it was a great experience. It was a really cool resort. The entertainment every night was hilarious um they had like this really this really fun like french canadian comedy fiddle group and it was a lot of fun i sent david a, a video of him riding the guitar oh yeah that's pretty, pretty cool. cool um and uh there was like a circus and then there was like a, a dueling pianos thing one night it, it was cool but like i just wanted to flip through and watch some tv at night like when you're gearing down yeah and i took my chromecast so i was able to like access my friggin like sports net to watch the playoff hockey game because this resort i kid you not in all the bars there was no tvs that played sports
0: what were they playing
1: nothing there was not like, like the, TV the tvs dropped? the the only tvs were out in like lobbies and stuff and they had your itinerary weird because we, we were at like a resort and it was only our group so it was like it was really fun it was a good time um I will tell you, if you want to hear a great story, and I have not told you this story yet. So I potentially could have started a fire on the plane (laughs) by accident, 100% by accident. I mean, like
0: you could always potentially start a fire on a plane on purpose. So no, but
1: like completely accidental. So uh, as some of our listeners know, uh, this was the first time I've ever flown. Really? uh,
0: Hold up. Hold up. You've never been on a plane before this? You knew that. No, I didn't.
1: Yeah, I've never been on a plane. I've been on a a plane in a museum, (laughs) but I've never actually flown.
0: Oh, man. I I wish I had known this because then I would have actually done my best to scare you.
1: Yeah, that would have been horrible and I wouldn't (laughs) have done it. I know. Um, The the flight experience was actually pretty cool as a whole. Like, I thought it was really fun. Uh, the way they just take off at Pearson, they like round that corner and just fucking floor it. Oh, they just it.
0: yeah, it, it's just like
1: it, like rocket ship. Hold on but, to your um,
0: butts. That's pretty much what it is.
1: for For the flight there, we were on like one of those airbuses. so they're like kind of a little bit tighter. Um, but uh, we were sitting just behind the wing, so I got to see all the mechanics inside the wing, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, chewed gum, but like I was pretty tired because we were up super early, and stupid me. I thought I I flashed some downloaded music to my phone, didn't. So I ended up opening my iPad and
0: starting like
1: Moneyball because I had it saved. <laughs> so I listened I listened to Moneyball
0: on the flight. You had it you had the Twitch clips saved on your <laughs> your iPad.
1: No, no, like the actual movie. I thanks. know. <laughs> um but I was going to play um Switch on the flight. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh man, I'm tired." I just want to close my eyes for a bit. So I put my switch back in the bag, but I forgot to turn off the screen for my switch. Didn't think anything of it. We get off the plane. We get down. Um, we go get our luggage. I get on the, the the shuttle to the resort, which fucking was like an hour and a half from the airport. hmm and there was snow where we were, guys.
0: There was snow. Ah, so it is
1: May. There was snow.
0: Now you know I what thought I, f- I went to Kenora. <laughs> now, I was going to say, now you know how I felt last year. <laughs> I looked
1: out the window. I was like, David? No. <laughs>
0: no, that's just the point. Anyways,
1: well, we we were also in mountains. um, But I, I'm like, I'm sitting at the back of the bus with my one buddy. I was like, hey, do you want to play Mario Kart? He's like, great idea. Let's play. So I go into my bag. I was like, what the fuck is burning? Because I didn't do anything but pause it and the screen never actually turned off. Oh. My Switch sat in its case just cooking itself. Oh my God. I was like... I was. I'm very thankful it didn't catch fire.
0: I mean, like it would have to get pretty hot for it to catch fire. Like, I'm telling you, it was burning the inside of my case. It
1: smelled burning. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. You know, I, I always bring my my Switch or now my Steam Deck with me. Like whenever we travel, even if we go to Winnipeg for like uh, a weekend or whatnot, just because yeah, you just want to hang out in the evenings and relax and play some games or whatnot. Or if I'm flying somewhere, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to bring my Switch and play games on the plane but i never do i always just like it's like whatever i'm just gonna watch a movie yeah
1: the uh the flight home was fucking brutal though i don't know if it was partially just because i was like a little bit hungover. i mean i was that, perpetually drinking for four
0: days that'll do it a little bit yeah
1: but but like i chewed gum and everything i had my headphones in i could not get my ears to like stop popping like my ear almost felt like you know when you get an earache for like submerging yourself too long in the water? That's how I felt the entire flight home. And it just made it so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, the bends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, oh man, I kind of wish I brought like my beats because then I could have just sat it over top of my ear. Mm-hmm. But
0: you, I don't know. You know what's uh I, I've run into this every single time I've flown from southwestern Ontario back to Winnipeg. Which that's I've done that. I don't know, four or five times over the last uh, year and a bit. And you're looking out your window as you see the ice caps.
1: (laughs) Why did I move?
0: (laughs) No, we we actually don't have any snow right now. So Uh, no, but every single time I fly into Winnipeg, the, I don't know what it is about the, it's like the elevation there. I cannot get my, uh, it's always my, like my right ear. I can never get it to pop. And it's, painful i feel like i have this bubble inside my ear and i cannot hear anything out of that ear i get like it sounds like very muffled you know like if you plug your ears and then you hear someone talk yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, and it, it takes me a good like half hour 45 minutes for the pressure to normalize in my ear which is brutal because it's it's so painful and it's only ever whenever i'm flying into Winnipeg
1: yeah, I uh, it's funny too. Like the parallels between Pearson and um, YQB are just so outs- like astounding. Like you get off the plane, you walk down the hall to baggage claim. Well, you go to the bathroom, then you walk down to get your bag, and then you're just out of the airport. It's just mm-hmm. it's baggage claim hallway, which is not even like sixty feet deep, and then it's just you're outside. And at Pearson, you have to walk through three mazes and you have to go find your car and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, the
0: Winnipeg Air- airport's like that too. It's pretty uh, pretty straight- Simple. straightforward. Simple. Same with the Edmonton one. Where did you fly into?
1: Uh, YQB. What is that? So Quebec City, oh, both Quebec. times.
0: So, folks, for anyone who wanted to know, last time I uh, went to Toronto and Sean picked me up, this was... It was actually just over just under a year ago. It was June was your bachelor party, right? Mm, yeah, at the end of June. Yeah. So that was still in the uh, height of airport COVID times. And <laughs> there was a huge bag-
1: well, it was Air Canada's baggage loss, but it
0: was also a huge there's a huge uh, staffing issues in the airport. So it took almost what did it, did it take over an hour for me to get my bag?
1: I remember you um, I think you texted me as the plane was descending because you're like, "Ah, I'm just going to go out of airplane mode now. (laughs) We're landing, whatever. And then you were delayed on the tarmac. So like I showed up about 10 minutes after your flight was supposed to land because I figured it would take about a few minutes. You were just landing as I like arrived. So your flight was already late, but I had no idea. I left and I remember that night because I left the field. And I drove down to get you. Yeah, so I was like, just doing whatever. I ended up running into like a convenience store and a bunch of other crap. It was like an hour and a half, almost two hours to get David. And I was like, "What is taking you so long?" And like your bag wasn't coming out. they like the they were having a hard time like unloading your plane. Like every single thing yeah. that could have happened. There
0: happen. was and there was hundreds of just abandoned suitcases. In the baggage claim area at Pearson. So anyway, so Sean messages me while he's <laughs> traveling and uh, he says <laughs> landed at 904. Did- already have my bag and waiting for the shuttle. You fly wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, well, there's a the difference. You weren't at the Toronto airport. And uh, then he says, "Also, got off the plane and had my stuff within 50 minutes." And I just responded, "You also aren't flying mid-pandemic and during a huge <laughs> staffing shortage." Oh, but even my Toronto experience was fine. Well, they're staffed now. That's the thing. It's been over a year; they've gotten their shit together a little bit. But yeah. when I'm, I, I found when I'm flying down there, I'm not checking any bags. I'm just bringing some carry-on bag.
1: That's fair. All right. Let's talk about games we played before we get into the big news of the day. This is a mismatch episode. We, we just wanted to catch up and talk and chat, apparently, about lawn work and flying. <laughs> Let, let's start off with um, this cute little game that uh, myself and my other half have been playing called Cult of the Lamb. Have you seen this game?
0: Uh, have you heard of this? I've heard of it.
1: So it actually came out last year. Um, we discovered it on PlayStation Plus as a trial. My other half found it on. Um, she She's part of the cozy gaming talk community. So she follows a lot of like cozy gamers on TikTok. And I mean, some of the suggestions on there are not cozy gamers like or cozy games like Bayonetta is not a cozy
0: game. <laughs> really? They suggest that one.
1: Yeah. And, and like Tears of the Kingdom. Also not a cozy game. I
0: mean, like it could be if you were just like someone that just wants to go around and kill stuff and explore.
1: Co- Cozy games to me are games like like call to the Lamb it is cozy ish um you're talking like your animal crossing mm-hmm. your you're just your your games that you can just cuddle up and cozy in, but we discovered there was a trial when we were looking through PlayStation Plus to find couch co op games because game Pass, the far superior product, has a filter that allows you to look for co-op games, either two player co-op or couch co-op PlayStation plus does not because it's kind of trash, but um, she was really excited. She's like, Oh, let's try this trial. She played the hour and it went by so quick. Like it, it felt like it was like a 15 minute trial, but it's a very cute dungeon crawler slash farming resource game.
0: So it's and taken like are, are do you build a a town type thing?
1: Yeah, you build your community and it's so adorable. Like um if somebody that you've like essentially sacrificed <laughs> and um, like these animals that you kind of save, but you sacrifice them to your cult mm. so they join you, um, they can die over time, right? And then every all your townspeople run to the dead body, and then you have a choice to either like sacrifice the body for meat or bury it. <laughs> it's nice. just like it's 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 adorably whimsical but it's um oh how, how would, like how would i say it other than like devolver digital did a really good job in this game it's a very fun game to watch to play and we went back and forth because she's like oh i think i'm gonna buy it on my switch so i can like just curl up so i looked at the like the performance comparisons the switch is output for that game is 30 frames per second and it just has a bunch of issues playstation has an x or a ps5 version that runs at 60 frames per second and there's no frame rate drops
0: but do you really need 60 frames per second on a game like that
1: no but i've been playing pokemon scarlet and i can tell you the frame rate drop is terrible
0: well that game is just so buggy and unoptimized (laughs) I think uh Yeah, but
1: there's a there's a dinosaur pokemon that you can ride that's kind of a bike but a dino I don't know what it is.
0: I think uh it was on uh it was on Amazon uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and Scarlet or whatever for like 50 bucks. And I hummed and really? I hummed and hot about it, but I was like, "You know what? It's so buggy." It actually IGN gave it like what, like a 2 out of 5 or something like that.
1: Um so far, like I've had some fun playing the game for sure. It's just it's nice for me to like just chill and play. I wanted a Pokemon game to play this summer. So it's it just it's on my list of something to do. But um, check this game out if you want. It's uh, not free anywhere. It's about a $45 game. If You want to play a completionist. It's like 21 hours. So you're paying $45 for a 14 hour game. That's not terrible.
0: Yeah, that's not $30 bad at all.
2: Tax.
1: Yeah, the, the value is definitely there. So that's uh, that's what we've been playing. I've uh, I've played a little bit more MLB the show because it's fun. I uh, I just downloaded Superland. I haven't played it yet.
0: Oh, six inches below or six inches under—that's like the sequel to the first Superland. But it's a fun little uh, first-person shooter adventure game thing or whatever. You know, honestly, I haven't yeah. played a whole lot of games. Um, you know, with the weather being nice. I've been trying to get my house together as we discussed earlier. So, you know, like this past long weekend, I was hoping to just sit down on the couch and play some games, but I never really got around to it.
1: I understand that. It's like, I, I'm now. And like I said, this to you guys in January and February, I care so little about video games in the summer that if like, if getting Jedi survivor or tears of the kingdom would be a waste of my time.
0: I mean, I wouldn't I'm not going to play. It. I wouldn't mind getting like Jedi Survivor at this point, just because then, you know, when when it's dark or if it's a rainy day, that's when I would save it for. But at the same time, I have so many other games that I can play on those times. Um, you know, yeah, I'm just focused well, more like, on getting the toys that I want now are like power tools and stuff.
1: Yeah, see, I've, I've got this weird craving. I want power tools. I don't need them right now, but I want them. I bought an air compressor the other day. Did you? Yeah, I had to buy. um, I like I bought this little like Royobi two stage one, so they didn't have the regular pump, but I needed an inflator to 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 do some add ons to my tires. Oh, yeah. But um, they had this one that was an inflator deflator. Oh, yeah. For like five dollars more. It's a good little tool. Honestly. I saw a TikTok the other day that pissed me off. And then I swear we're going to get into the, the, <laughs> the news. So um, it was this this person giving advice to women going into a hardware store. Being like, go for the guys who are buying tools that are red or yellow. And stay away from the orange and green tools. Okay, so we're we're taking away Makita because whatever, I guess. And now you're looking at... Um, rigid and Ryobi and they're like that guy has no money like obviously if you're sitting there buying fucking DeWalt or Milwaukee you're probably a contractor you have no reason to just buy it unless it's like a status thing
0: yeah right like I have a bunch like- of DeWalt tools the problem is that like they are so much more expensive than others like the quality is there but they're so much more expensive so I end up going to rigid which is the uh, apparently no no orange but Rigid. <laughs> this is totally the scene on Green Podcasts episode. Rigid Yeah, today we're just we're venturing out. <laughs> Rigid has a lifetime service agreement. So literally if anything goes wrong with your tool, they'll fix it. Like not none of this like one year warranty or three year warranty. It's and even if, that's only if you register. If you don't register it, it's still 3 years, but still like it's the only place that actually has a service agreement that will be forever. And
1: craftsman used to be like that. Too. Yeah.
0: Speaking of power tools, though, uh, we had sent out uh, in some of our um, uh, our wedding invites. There is a list to our um, what gift registry or whatever. And
1: I've yet to see this. And I'm definitely at your wedding and involved in your wedding. It's
0: well, you know, the, the link is in the invite, which was in your email. Was it? Yes. Anyways. <laughs> So, uh, I put just, I told, uh, she, who shall not be named, just put whatever you want on there, right? Like just because it's on there doesn't mean that people have to buy it. It's just whatever you put some on there. So I put, uh, the rigid, uh, job site table saw on there. Cause I wanted one for a while. I need one for some of the stuff that I'm doing on the house and it'll come in handy. And she was like, no, one's ever going to, no, one's going to buy that table saw for you. Why would you put on there? I'm like, it's just there, so that people can kind of also get an idea on the kind of things that we're we're looking for, right? That we could use. And wouldn't you know it? Out of all people, her brother is the one that <laughs> that bought the table saw and actually ended up getting it for us. Uh, it showed up like a week ago, and uh, shit! I have to buy you a present. Ugh. What are you talking about, Sean? Ugh. You are my present. Oh, good. My <laughs> presence is the present. The Perfect. best part of waking up.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that TikTok pissed me off. It was really stupid. It's dumb. And I, I, I will say um, all these tool things for me have started because the Canadian tire brand has um, released this thing called PowerPod, which is a universal battery system for Mastercraft, Yard Works, this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. That impact that I bought last year, when I, and I regret it every day, not just spending the extra sixty bucks on the Dewalt one. I bought Maximum Tools, which maximum, asked,
0: which maximum does make like that's the Canadian tire, higher quality brand stuff. They are good quality stuff, though.
1: It's a great quality tool. I can do I can do tires on I can do four tires on one battery and still have lots of battery the problem is maximum does not use powerpod maximum has four tools maybe five that run on their their 20 volt flexvolt that uh battery system these batteries are not compatible with any other tool maker even dewalt is joining flexvolt
0: so stupid can't you get an adapter
1: no so um long story short, selling that impact. And then I'll probably just buy a Ryobi one. Honestly, my dad has their, uh, their quarter inch drive one. And I did all three of our vehicles the other day, just bang, bang, bang all on the same battery. Not even a remote problem. Oh, Ryobi yeah. makes great tools. And if you want to, if you want to tell me that they don't, we're in a fight. I mean,
0: like with be- plus between dirt. between Ryobi or, uh, like Ryobi is a little cheaper than the rigid stuff. Um, but you can't go wrong with either of them.
1: I mean, if you're looking at their 18 volt and 20 volt tool systems, and they have over 180 tools. Well, here's
0: the, here's, here's the thing. Uh, like the De- DeWalt is a 20 volt system, but it still is only 18 volts. It's 20 volts maximum, but that's like when the battery is fully charged, they all run at 18 volts anyway. So I have adapters for, uh, for my DeWalt batteries to go to my, Rigid tools, so I can use them interchangeably. Are they
1: are they OEM or third party?
0: Uh, the batteries are both legit. Like, or, like the batteries. No, for, no, the adapters. The adapter is like a third party one. They don't make OEM ones. Like they don't make legitimate ones. You have to get like a third party one. But I found one off at of Amazon oh. for like twenty bucks. Whatever.
1: All right. So uh <laughs> for those people who have stuck around for the first forty minutes to listen to video game news or TV news, we done. See you later. Have a great day no. Uh, let's start off with the Fast and the Furious and Michelle Rodriguez. Just quickly, Michelle Rodriguez was asked about Marvel movies <laughs> at a press junket, and she said that Marvel movies, um, there's too many of them, and they don't make any sense anymore, which has stirred the internet. Because if you guys remember correctly, there is ten Fast and the Furious movies, and like, and that doesn't that doesn't like the f-
0: include the spinoffs, right?
1: Of Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. yeah. Um, The funny thing about that is, to me, at least superhero movies follow a plot line that makes sense and that is conducive for superhero movies. Not they sent Ludacris to space in an old... (laughs) like None of it makes sense anymore. There's literally a, a scene in, I think it's, Fast and the Furious 8, where The Rock... Kicks a torpedo while driving over the Arctic. That's
0: right. (laughs) Like the the movies are so stupid. Like they're obviously just they're mindless entertainment, right? They're popcorn flicks. The thing is, is people go to see them because they know that they're stupid and that I have a I have a a friend who um, absolutely loves the Fast and Furious movies. And I'm right here no, like goes and sees every single one on like launch day, like release day. And so on. Like but again, like the movies are, um, the, the movies are just, you, you go there when you don't want to have to think about anything else. Okay.
1: <laughs> so I just sent David news that he probably did not know. I have not seen fast 10 or as I like to still call it fast, 10 year seatbelts. So the guy that <laughs> oh um, we've completed. Really? <laughs> uh, uh, this is a mild spoiler, but uh, because it broke all over the internet, it's not really a spoiler. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson returned to the franchise after refusing to want to work with Vin Diesel. And Screen Rant so eloquently put it as: uh, "There's a couple reasons why the Rock changes mind." Black Adam bombed at the box office and received poor reviews, ending The Rock's superhero franchise. He needed a big lucrative movie franchise, and likely a main character in Fast and the Furious 11. The Rock was running out of money, so he ran back to Daddy Vin Diesel.
0: Yeah, jeez,
1: He got it done. You know what? This tells me that it's okay to swallow your pride, guys. If The Rock can swallow his pride, y'all can too.
0: There's a truth bomb from the... Vocal chords of sean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh what's next wow, what is next uh can i can't can't
1: can't pass that story. i can't we good. can't
0: beat uh no the rock going back to daddy daddy diesel <laughs> da- daddy diesel okay, so uh for anyone who was just dying for more information about Microsoft. Microsoft's uh, Activision acquisition plans
1: look no further a- than <laughs> apparently, us.
0: um China's antitrust uh, organization has approved the uh, $69 billion acquisition of Activision, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, it, it's a small article, but uh, this happened... This happened last last week, like right this was right after recording, so uh, Microsoft's planned69 $69, $69 billion dollar acquisition of Activision received approval for, from China's antitrust regulator. China's state administration for Market regulation granted unconditional approval for the deal late in Phase three review, according to a deal reporter item, which cited sources familiar. The China approval comes after the European Union also blessed the video game mega deal on Monday with conditions. Did we d- dis- discuss what those conditions were?
1: No, but I did message you. I think it was just as I got on the plane. Yeah. And you're like, of course, we recorded. The other day. <laughs> That's sorry, right, dude. Um, um, pretty much the, the con- biggest part of this. Is like the EU is now in.
0: Yeah, it's the UK's not, but the the greater European Union is. Um, but the requirements were um, that the European Commission has required Microsoft to license popular Activision Blizzard games automatically to competing cloud gaming services. So if anyone remembers, like one of the uh, the concerns that the UK antitrust commission or whatever had was that, uh, the acquisition would give Microsoft unfair advantage in the cloud gaming market. Um, so the conditions for the acquisition to go through in the European union is that, um, competing services would get acquisition. So, uh, the, the main one that comes to mind would be uh GeForce now like NVIDIA's cloud gaming uh, service. So that means that they would have to allow, say like the latest call of duty or whatever it may be on those platforms as well, which in the long run is just going to make Microsoft more money. So, and
1: at the end of the day, if this is the can, the condition Microsoft wins, right? Less less than twenty percent of the player base on both consoles use cloud gaming on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's why you see Backbone go on sale for like thirty nine ninety nine. Nobody's playing cloud all the time. Do you know how hard it is to get like my PlayStation to work on my my iPad, and I'm in the same room mm-hmm. because my I, like you try and connect your controller and it just is a pain in the
2: ass.
0: Yeah, the it's, thing is, it's is not Microsoft it. has put like I think the one advantage is that Microsoft is being able to invest in their infrastructure, and they have the technology and all that stuff from just from their history, right? Like they were a computer manufacturer, like or sorry, a software manufacturer primarily, so they can create. Uh, I I guess, better running or more user friendly cloud gaming platforms but regardless this is just another win for this whole thing um it I I don't know what are we going to talk about when uh, (laughs) when Microsoft eventually buys Activision like
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure all we're going to talk about is lawn care so yeah
0: that's uh, the uh, maybe that will be our like our spring our spring uh, theme it's just lawn care um But here's the funniest thing, though, about uh, this whole Microsoft, uh, Sony complaining that Microsoft is going to buy everything. Um, Apparently, Sony, there's reports that uh, Sony is gearing up for more acquisitions, which is
1: because they were like, hey, it's working out so well for Microsoft right now because we're trying to stop it. What could we possibly do to make things even more hectic? Oh, we're going to try and buy stuff under the radar. Hey, Sony, please get fucked.
0: Yeah, up, so like. we're I'm just not I'm not really seeing who they're they're looking at buying. But I think for the most part, they are slowly um, trying to branch out and and pick up like pick up smaller gaming um uh, designers or like gaming companies um but they're just just trying to do it to purchase exclusives right and that's 100% why they they just want to have more games or more companies under their belt so that they they can say oh well you you want to play these games you have to play them on a PlayStation. Um it's I don't know, it's Sony doesn't have money though. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like what was their market like their net worth or something like
1: that. Uh, aren't they like they're they're hurting.
0: Yeah, uh Sony's market cap uh as of May this year uh 118 billion.
1: I mean, they sound like they have no money at all.
0: I mean that's that's um that is a lot of money when you're talking to, you know, the likes of us, but if we look at Microsoft's net worth right now as a corporation, uh they are how does this even a number? 2317.94 billion. Yeah. I mean like Sony has to if they want to stay competitive, like I get it. If Sony wants to stay competitive in the gaming market, they are going to have to purchase stuff. They are going to have to get acquisitions, but they're going to have to do it in a way that does not tarnish their name. Right. If they are buying things up in a a way to just get more stuff on their system and not allowing other people to access those games on other platforms, whether it be PC um or on Xbox or on the Sega Dreamcast or the GameCube <laughs> the Nintendo Switch right it's just going to make Sony look more of an asshole than than they already are looking right now
1: I don't know like you you said that like it's to remain competitive i think it's more to remain relevant right now they own some like they have huge rights right like the Naughty Dog doesn't make games for anybody else. No,
0: because they are a secondary, uh, was it, uh, yeah, secondary, uh, developer owned by
1: they bought like Sony. Um, Sony also bought Country Roll last, um, what was it, two, three years ago for like 1.2 billion. They also have, um, stakes in, uh, from software, which famously made Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's lots of stuff sony has don't they own or like have a large stake in um uh insomniac uh
0: yeah i believe so most games right, that so the so- SIE, insomniac come out with comes out on playstation or sony consoles first
1: so studios they own completely or subsidiaries or audio uh, connect bungie evolution championship series um playstation productions sn systems this actually doesn't say that they own much of other stuff. What's under Play- PlayStation Productions? So franchises that they have... Oh, these are all movies. Mm-hmm. So they own Santa Monica Studios, Guerrilla Games, Sony Interactive Entertainment, Naughty Dog. But you can't actually see all the companies that they own yeah. on Wikipedia, well, which
0: you think. here's Here's an example for a company that's not owned by anyone but itself and this is square enix they oh shit i got the list they go ahead they are known for making the games like all the final fantasy games dragon quest games um kingdom hearts stuff like that and for the longest time if you wanted to play final fantasy game you had to get a playstation console ever since they switched from being uh on the nintendo super nintendo uh, they went to PlayStation and from the PlayStation one up to the PlayStation three, like the first uh, Final Fantasy, like mainline Final Fantasy game that had came out on a console that wasn't a Sony one was Final Fantasy 13. And that came out on the Xbox 360. Um, But uh, what was it, Final Fantasy 14 was PC and that's came out on uh, PS4 and now PS5. No Xbox version of that. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 did come out on both systems, but apparently Final Fantasy 16 is going to be a PlayStation exclusive, all because Sony offered a better deal than Xbox for Final Fantasy 16. Which,
1: I mean, are you surprised? Yes. And they have been accused of paying for exclusivity for so long.
0: Yeah, uh, like... <sighs> At the same time, though, it's like, I think partly. So one of the. Um, one of the comments here is Square Enix also noted that the deal offer also offers them high level platform support with PlayStation engineers to the implication that Xbox does not. Um, so Square Enix also emphasized the benefits of focusing optimization on a single platform. So clearly in the talks, like, I don't know if this just means that obviously we don't know what the conversations were, how they happen, but Sony has always been, uh, have, have a strong foothold in like the Asian market, like in Japan and, and whatnot. Whereas Microsoft has always struggled to kind of have a break through in Japan. Um, so I think Microsoft, like Microsoft is doing well enough in Europe and North America and other like Eastern European countries that, do they really need to focus on the like Japanese market or the Asian market? Probably not. But at the same time, it's like they're not really doing themselves any favor by, you know, not if it, if it came down to Sony allowing um, Square Enix access to their engineers for console development, then and, and Microsoft not. Maybe Microsoft doesn't have that platform or or that that department set up, right? Who knows? But this is just something else that, well, I don't know. It it Microsoft or Sony doesn't really have to buy Square Enix to keep their games exclusive on the PlayStation, right? Because it's, true. it's just going to happen. Uh, there's a little little known game called uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And that was supposed to be a timed exclusive for the playstation p s four and uh that game came out how many years ago that game came out like three years ago forever ago and it still hasn't come out on any other system i th- I think it might have come out on p c maybe not uh nope playstation four and playstation five so okay. here are
1: um, the top five exclusives for sony um uh, marvel spider-man series mm-hmm. the insomniac one horizon series bloodborne series which ended up also turning into elden ring correct
0: i believe so Yeah.
1: Um, god of war in the last of us now david i'm gonna i'm gonna take you down a, a, a little stroll to memory lane i'm going to give you a list of all the um, studios Sony has acquired since 2019 okay Okay. right uh, Insomniac Games 2019 developer of Ratchet and Clank Resistance Marvel Spider-Man they were founded in 1994 but they weren't exclusive only some of their games were in 2021 Sony went ham they bought Valkyrie Entertainment which also works with infamous God of War Twisted Metal they bought um, Eurotech which (laughs) usually a support studio known for porting games to Microsoft windows. We see you Sony. We know what you're up to. They bought Helsinki, which is responsible for razor gun returnal. Um, They bought, uh, Well, they did not buy Helsinki, I'm an idiot. They bought house Marque, which is in Helsinki.
0: I was going to say Helsinki is like the name of a city.
1: Yeah, they bought Haven Studios out of Montreal, developer of an upcoming live service game for PlayStation 5. This year, they bought Firewalk Studios, which is also doing live service games for PlayStation 5. See, follow the bounce ball. They bought Fire Sprite. They bought uh, Fabric Games. They bought Bluepoint Games. So they're they're on a spending spree, but nobody notices. Oh, and they bought Savage Game Studios. Huh. Okay, so how come when Microsoft does this, it's a problem?
0: I think because when Microsoft does it, they are going for like the big acquisitions, right? Like they are buying like the parent companies and thus they are getting all of the little apples that are falling from the tree, <laughs> right? I I guess. Because right? like... Think about it. When they went and bought Bethesda, well, Bethesda is just a branch of ZeniMax Studios, right? The purchase was for ZeniMax, but they got Arcane Studios, Bethesda, they got uh, whatever, all, all these other ones for... You could
1: argue they really wanted Bethesda.
0: Cause like- oh, 100%. That's probably what they wanted, right? That was the, their biggest thing, but they bought the parent company. Like They could have probably offered to purchase just Bethesda and have that at under Microsoft Publishing Studios, right? But no, they went for Zenimax Studios. Uh with Activision Blizzard. Well they're they could have just bought like if they wanted Call of Duty, they could just bought the franchise. They could have paid for exclusives of that. But no they there's what was the uh what's the um
1: which Sony does anyways it's so was it Neversoft?
0: Up. Oh I remember that company, Right. Like, yeah. Uh are they still around? No, two thousand fourteen, so. right? But they were—I'm pretty sure—they were owned by Activision, right? So Activision, Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Raven Software, um, you know, like they've got a whole ton of sub companies or other companies under their their umbrella um, that. Microsoft is going for that. That is why, when Microsoft does it, it's such a big deal. Whereas what Sony's doing right now is they're buying these smaller companies, right? That it's not going to be as big of a news story as if they were to say, oh, we're going to buy, I don't know, Sega. Right? Even though Sega is its own little thing, but like Sega has their own studios below there i wouldn't be surprised honestly i would not be surprised if sony tries to make a deal with sega for like exclusiveness on all of like their games stuff like that
1: i thought microsoft owned turn 10 but i could be wrong um it's funny because i'm just looking at the list of things microsoft owns or things they tried to buy and failed and it was like the the recent two things they tried to acquire are discord and square enix but they own Double Fine and Exile Entertainment, Obsidian Entertainment, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, Microsoft owns Turn Ten Studios, because that's what I thought. But it's not on this list. Well, they because um, they didn't they didn't buy it. I think they they created it for Forza. Like it's a studio that Microsoft created. Oh, true. Yeah,
1: it's one of their own. Yeah. So here here's my favorite one: is they owned Obsidian and then they bought Activision, so they own the entire Fallout catalog. Uh, compulsion games playground games which is also for uh forza horizon and motorsport ninja theory they own mojang which is mainly minecraft which good on you microsoft Buy the one thing that needs a computer to run the coalition they own 343 studios or industries which is just how they remade halo without bungie and rareware
0: mm-hmm.
1: how we don't have a new golden eye still blows my mind
0: uh yeah like oh it no that's been a topic for a while it's a licensing thing because Nintendo still owns the license for the golden eye video game
1: so why don't they just make another bond game and still have multiplayer but just just because we know um, just to remind everybody xenomax media including blizzard um, includes blizzard Treyarch, infinity ward High Moon, Toys for Bob, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, B-Nox, Radical Entertainment, uh, uh, Vicarious Visions, which is also considered Blizzard. They've got so much shit, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, good for them. They're evening the playing field. And I know, I know, monopolies suck, but the gaming industry needs monopolies because, uh, like, games that we're buying aren't cheap. And the problem is they're all being rushed and they're all broken to shit. See, the let the companies that have money pump money into these games so you can give them more money
0: and we're entertained. Yeah, because that's the thing is like when, when someone owns all of the things, if the quality declines, people will find different forms of entertainment, right? Very true. So they have to keep the quality up to a certain certain level right like people have gotten i think people have gotten more complacent with the current state of games like take jedi survivor right like massive day one patch huge performance issues still continuously and people still buy the games so the problem is is that if if say microsoft buys all of the gaming studios and all that stuff and they're the only one now you can only buy an xbox to play games and play them on pc it's happened before, right? When Atari kind of dominated everything.
1: And it'll happen again.
0: It'll happen again. It'll be the great reset of video games. And uh, I, I, I don't think Microsoft is like the, the, the people running the show there. They're not stupid. They know where they've made their mistakes in the past in in gaming, right? With the Xbox One. Um and again like kind of like later on with the xbox 360 with some of the, some issues with that i i can't see them doing that again or at least i would hope that they wouldn't do it again right but it seems like they are trying to really push the um gaming for everyone idea right like being able to access it on multiple platforms where sony's still kind of stuck in their the mindset from I don't know like the early two thousands when it was like you you bought a system and you stuck with that. Right. Yes. Um so yeah, we'll we'll have to see how this goes, but uh yeah.
1: I think we're we're in for it. I think uh the biggest hurdles have been kind of accomplished. Now you just gotta either win the UK or you gotta win the United States, which I also don't think is gonna be a huge issue in the grand scheme of things, if it's cloud gaming that they're worried about, they'll figure it out. Like I just noticed I, I the think, Xbox exclusive... I
0: think the cloud gaming, though, was just kind of like because they didn't really have a good reason.
1: Honestly, do you know what I think it is? I think it's just it is the cute thing to talk about. Like, it's the we, not, we need that because it's shiny. It's new. Mm. It's cute. I don't think anybody gives a fuck. Man, are, do you care that much that PUBG Mobile is available?
0: You know, I didn't even know that PUBG was a, still a thing.
1: Man, we used to rip PUBG so much, but Battle Royales now are just Call of Duty or Fortnite. That's really what you're playing. Yeah. Um, do you want to do quickly our trivia topics before we get out of here?
0: Sure do. What is what? What is it this uh, upcoming week?
1: We are doing... We're calling it Animal Planet. We're doing... Animal rounds based off typically pop culture, of course, and we're, we're doing some audio rounds. I'm thinking uh, something fun maybe to do with the name of an animal or maybe songs about animals. I haven't fully decided yet. Um, all my other rounds are written. We are doing a movie based on the IMDb synopsis and we are doing uh, animals in general and a dog's round. So it'll be a lot of fun. That's a twb May thirty first. We'll be there, and uh, because it's a special animal night, I should also tell you that the intention is, weather permitting, the dog patio will be open.
0: Wait, twb has a dog dog patio, like a separate dog patio.
1: No, but they they encourage you to bring your dog. Okay, but like we've had some dogs inside for trivia as well. But bring your dog come hang out have a great time
0: get your dog a beer play
1: some trivia um or water whatever or dog beer whatever you gotta do that's
0: what they should have they should make like dog beer
1: they do it's in a can oh well then it's like special stuff i'm late to the party so uh come on out come on down uh it'll be a lot of fun and it's our first outdoor trivia of the year it's gonna be great and we're excited to see you out there, May thirty first. Animal pro, uh, Planet trivia.
0: You were gonna say animal. With you me. were gonna say Animal Crossing trivia.
1: Yeah, I was. And then Let's I throw
0: didn't. an Animal Crossing question in there just for just for the laughs.
1: J- just for the hell of it. Yeah, why not? All right, I like it. Well, it sounds like we have hit the end of the dusty trail for myself and David. So, wow, I totally botched that ending. <laughs>
0: You know what you're thinking of? You're thinking of power tools and dust and and sawdust and and, and, chainsaws and (laughs) lawn grass clippings.
1: (laughs) Oh, the lawn. (laughs) All right. For myself. (laughs) Wow. He's very nice. And David. That
2: Hansel's so hot right now.
1: We want to thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.